All right, happy, uh, what is it, Cyber Monday, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, if you're going to buy online, please be careful. Please protect your identity and your information. These cyber criminals are all over the place. Uh, We've got a ton of great news I'm going to get to in this hour that the mob and the media are going to, of course, ignore. We have the the Nomolarkey tour. Oh, okay. My great grandfather's running for president on the Democratic Party side. Sean, can I jump in for yeah. one second? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I know you're about yeah, to do jump some in. Really- I'm starting the show. I know. What? What? But two quick things about Cyber Monday. One is Hannity has an awesome store. We partnered with Nine Line Apparel. We've got great T-shirts. Just like celebrate freedom, give back to veterans, save some money today on anything you buy in the Hannity store with Nine Line. Also, for those of you who heard about the story over the weekend where the Starbucks person wrote pig on a police officer's beverage on their cup. So Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company is giving coffee away. They're doing great stuff to give back to our veterans and our police oh, officers. Cool. So, right, so go to BRCC too. Okay. Um, I'm Black done. Rifle Coffee. That's what she's talking about. Uh, all right. So I got all this good news. By the way, do you notice the Hong Kong protesters are carrying photos of President Trump waving signs that say and read, let's make Hong Kong great again? Oh, yeah, that's out there. Um, I want to start. I, so you all know that I before I went to Fox now in my 24th year, uh, I was in Atlanta. I had four of the best years of my life. I got an education in Atlanta, Georgia. That I could never repay the great people there. Memories like you wouldn't believe. I was the MC the night uh, Newt Gingrich became the Speaker of the House. The first time Republicans controlled the House of Representatives. Imagine this in 40 years. And it was the contract with America. Promises made and kept that made Republicans as a party relevant again. And uh, I just I, I, I met I was the day I first got there. Maynard. Jackson uh, welcomed me to his city, got to know some of the great, bravest civil rights leaders, uh, everyone from Joe Lowry. He hated my politics, but we got along personally really well. And, um, you know, later became Bill Campbell. We had an up and down relationship, Uh, you know, but Hosea Williams, God rest his soul, had more fun on the radio with Hosea than I could ever imagine in my life. And, uh, you know, just amazing people. Andrew Young. Um, learned all about John Lewis, Cynthia McKinney at the time, had some fascinating debates over the years and uh, really learned a lot. And anyway, they're about to make the biggest mistake in Georgia. I've been writing to Georgia governor all day saying, come on my radio show because Brian Kemp is the governor. And everybody I know in Georgia, because my roots are pretty strong there. It's like, what the hell is this governor doing? Now, he barely beat Stacey Abrams. I don't think he wins that governorship, but for Donald Trump's help. I think there are people that Donald Trump helps do better. And then there are people that he outright helps win. I mean, you had a lot of people helping Stacey Abrams at the time. If I was, I'm not mistaken. I think Oprah and, and Barack and Michelle Obama were, were strong for Stacey Abrams. You had a lot of strong support for her. Anyway, Brian Kemp needed help. I'm told he's a conservative, but I have no idea what he's doing because it looks like he's on the verge of appointing for Johnny Isaacson, who's a great guy, and I hope he feels better. I've known him all these years that, you know, the obvious choice to replace Johnny Isaacson is Congressman Doug Collins. He's a rock star, a total rock star. Now, Johnny Isaacson is retiring because of some early health problems. And over the past few days, you know, apparently a woman 
that I, I know she's known in Atlanta. She has no political experience whatsoever. And her name is Kathy Loeffler. I don't have anything against her, but she is uh, she's apparently the co-owner of the Atlanta Dream Women's Professional Basketball Team, wife of this chairman of an intercontinental exchange that owns the New York Stock Exchange in part. But anyway, um, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, what the heck is going on here? Reading the Wall Street Journal that apparently Kemp's plan to pick Loeffler uh, is I am I am told. What are you telling me, Linda? I can't read and talk at the same time. Oh, I'm sorry. Kelly Loeffler. Yeah. What did I say? Her name is Kelly Loeffler, not Kathy Kelly- Loeffler. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Kathy. I was thinking of someone else. Thank you. Anyway, Wall Street Journal report suggests Kemp's plan to pick Loeffler, uh, first name Kelly, uh, who's also the CEO of a Bitcoin future exchange. I never understood Bitcoin. I still don't understand Bitcoin. Uh, anyway, but, uh, you know, everyone's pointed out, well, she was a massive supporter of Mitt Romney, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, Mitt Romney has done everything he can do to to make Donald Trump's life miserable. And. I don't know why, but I, everything that Romney and I, I supported him in 2012, but everything Romney said he was going to do if he was ever elected president, Trump is actually doing. So I'm having a hard time understanding why. I mean, we're talking about major dollars here and we're talking about somebody. This is an important seat. They're trying to impeach a president of the United States, and that might be sent over to the U.S. Senate. Anyway, the AJC, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, is saying Friday the governor plans to top uh, tap this woman as an interim senator. Well, that's going to throw a whole primary mess into everybody's face in Georgia. Not a good idea. And she donated two, 750 grand to Romney's presidential campaign and a ton to Speaker Paul Ryan's campaigns and his PAC. So she's a kind of like a rhino, from everything I can see, Republican. I mean, you have conservative organizations all over the place saying what the heck is going on down here. Congressman Matt Gates is apoplectic about it. He's tweeting out a, a force about all of this. We've got the greatest guy with the most courage that has emerged as a real star. And he's from the great state of Georgia. And his name is Doug Collins. I have no idea what the heck is going on here. I've been trying to get a hold of the governor. He did finally return my text today. I've Texted him earlier today. We've been calling his office. What's going on here? Because if you want a constitutional conservative, that would be Doug Collins. There's nothing that shows anybody. I'm sure she's a nice woman that she has any experience or that she's a conservative. Just the opposite. So I'd like to get an answer sooner than later, because this is this matters. This this pick matters big time. I'm not sure why Kemp is, you know, would would it's such an obvious choice. It's not even hard. I don't get it. Anyway, so conservatives, Washington Examiner, warn of a setback if a WNBA owner put in a Georgia Senate seat. Again, it's not personal against this particular individual, but you got the rock star right there. There's no question marks. You know, there's no inter-party fractionalism here at all. But the amount of money we're talking about is massive. Uh, Tom McCluskey, president of March for Life, told others that she sits on a board of Georgia's top 
One of Georgia's top abortion performing hospitals donated thousands of dollars to liberal uh, Democrats. What the heck's going on in Georgia? That is not a good sign for the great state of Georgia. All right. I just said I do have good news today. Uh, Look at this. Donald Trump's approval rating at an all time high with small business owners. Epic Times 60. This was a CNBC poll. Uh, New heights pretty much everywhere. Now, I'm not sure why, because we had picked up on this statistic a while ago that the U.S. now is a net exporter of petroleum. I guess. All right. I got it. We've been a net exporter of energy for a long time. But for the first month in 70 years, we are now a net petroleum exporter. Very specific. That's why I didn't understand it. One of the biggest issues that is emerging for 2020, and I, we got to pay very, very close attention to this, and there's real reasons why this is happening. There is a massive, huge, and it is real, groundswell of support for the president and the African-American community. And what's you got two-thirds of, of data showing that the Democratic voters that went for 2020 18 Democrats are going back to Trump in 2020. That's a good sign. But get this. So we've got new polling out there and we got three polls in particular. And the first person to pick up on this was John Zogby. This was a while ago. I told you about a 20 percent approval rating plus in the black community. Now we're looking at if you look at the real clear politics op ed, they noted that black Americans are beginning to say things like the Democrats just want our votes, not our babies. The Democrats don't care about our children getting a good education while they send their own kids to private school. Uh, That would be Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, They talk about helping us climb the economic ladder of success, but it's Donald Trump that's begun to make it all happen. And during a recent black voices for Trump conference in Atlanta, he told the audience, we are going to campaign for every last African-American vote in 2020. We've done more for African-Americans in three years than the broken Washington establishment has done in more than 30 years. Pastor Scott, friend of this program, he's from Ohio, the, the most pro African-American president we have ever had in our lifetime. Look at Emerson and Rasmussen. Rasmussen has the president's support with African-Americans at 34 and a half percent. Emerson, 34 percent. I mean, the president only got eight percent of the African-American vote in 2016. The lowest poll of the seven we've got is 16. That's double what he got in 2016. Uh, that that is a that is what's called a game changing moment in terms of elections. Now, there's a reason for it. What is it? OK, well, what did we get in the Obama Biden years? We got 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, worst recovery since the 40s, lowest home ownership rate uh, in 50 years. Well, where are we now? Every month, it's like a new record that we get with African-Americans. Why? Because of the tax cuts, deregulation, the manufacturing jobs that Obama said were never coming back or back. Unemployment rate under Trump now is the lowest ever in history. A new record, 5.4%. Number of new African-Americans employed, over a million two. Incomes for African-American families have, and, and poverty, incomes are up. Poverty has now fallen to record low also. 300,000 people have been lifted out of poverty since 2017. Median income 
has risen dramatically. The percentage of African-American households earning over 150 grand reached another record last year. And according to new polls, the president is seeing this support. So you got 34.5 percent at that's the Emerson poll, 34 percent Zogby poll. You've got the lowest of all the polls was the economist YouGov poll at 16. Gallup even had him at 21 percent. NPR, PBS, they had him at 33 percent. This is a massive change and if the president, let's say the lowest number, not the 34, 34.5 and 33% number, when you've got seven polls now saying this, this is not an accident. And then add to that, of course, oh, Alice Marie Johnson. Add to that the prison reform bill that every Democrat has talked about never got done because there is uh, uh, differences in sentencing as it relates to African-Americans and others. Well, the person that got that done is Donald Trump. And he worked hard with the African-American community to get it done. Nonviolent drug offenses, et cetera, like in the case of Alice uh, Johnson. Anyway, this is an amazing, amazing dis- that, you know, trend that nobody in the media is paying attention to. Maybe it's why Axelrod and Obama are pushing so hard for Deval Patrick. We're going to watch that over the next few weeks and months. All right, as we roll along, 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. So you're saying you just heard from uh, the governor of, of Georgia's office, Kemp's office. So we've offered him any time, any part of any day today, TV, radio, and he's not available at all, all day. There's That's not a five-minute window nope. all day long. He's very busy. You know what it's, No, he's not busy. It sounds like they're ducking. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like they hear every conservative. And this pisses me off because this is what this is what Republicans don't like about rhino Republicans. Rather, this is what conservatives don't like about rhino Republicans. Well, I think the bigger is problem he, is that he's made up his mind. Right. He's probably promised her the seat. People are now discerning her record and they're saying this is not somebody that has any history of being a conservative and at best a liberal Republican. Right. We have not pre- somebody that's going to be a strong conservative that we are already established the obvious choice, which would be Doug Collins. So now they don't. Now we duck Hannity. I've asked I respectfully. Just, we asked, asked respectfully we, and we gave them any time that they wanted. I've also offered tomorrow, um, you know, and, and just said, you know, we would really love to talk to him. You know, his constituents as well. well as I the, said it, people want to be people be want to be heard, heard. before yeah. you you make this decision. I wrote that to him. I think the unfortunate thing is it's just another Republican when their feet are held to the fire. They really let the party down. No, it's well, this is why I'm not a Republican. This is everything. Look, I put it all on the line and I told this audience, because I am a conservative, that Donald Trump will govern conservatively. And I took more crap, more BS from conservatives that said I was sold out. Well, not on judges, not on tax cuts, not on deregulation, not on energy independence, uh, not on building the wall, not on trade deals that are getting done left and right, and not on pretty much every other promise he's made. Because the guy's kept his word. Well, I don't like his style. That has nothing to do with him keeping his word and governing conservatively. I told you he was a disruptor. I told you he was an iconoclast. I t- he said, oh, I'm going to drain the swamp. This is what draining the swamp, as Rush said, we've aired it last week, looks like. It's ugly. They, the swamp creatures don't want to be drained out. We'll continue. 
All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Um, all right, so you just, uh, so I'm reading your email chain with Governor Kemp's office. You know what? It sounds like they're just being jackasses, really does. It sounds like they are mad and angry that they're getting called out for picking somebody that is a rhino. That's what they're, see, they're not mad. They're just mad that we are trying to get to the bottom of it before I think he makes a big mistake. This is what Republicans do. This is why Republicans as a party, you want to know what? This is exactly why Donald Trump was elected, because this is where the Republican Party as a whole has failed. And but for people like Doug, Doug Collins, is he in freedom? He's a Freedom Caucus member, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mark Meadows and the Jim Jordans and the Devin Nunes's and the Ratcliffs and the Matt Gates of the world. You know, but for that really strong group of conservatives in the Republican Party, how many times have I said over the last number of years, but for the Freedom Caucus and a few senators, that's it. These are the you know, you got 15 people doing all the work. And to his credit, I'm listen, all props to Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy stepped up, knew that Jordan was the best guy to move over to the Intel Committee for the Ukrainian coup attempt. And boy, it paid off big time. And so I give him credit. One of the guys called me and said, why are you praising McCarthy? Because McCarthy did the right thing. That's why I'm praising what he did. And he's been standing strong and as have all the House Republicans against this madness and this insanity. So, okay, you have a person with no experience. I have no idea, except that I suspect, well, she can self-fund. This is my suspicions here. And I have some smart friends that I know in Georgia, and they agree with this assessment of mine. And some of them have, in their own ways, passed it on to me. But their, their assessment, my assessment of all this is, uh, yeah, this is uh, about a lot more than anything but money for other Republican politicians. You know, and, I, you know, this is very frustrating because I have a lot of roots in Georgia. I have a lot of friends in Atlanta, a lot of friends in Cobb County, Gwinnett County, all over the perimeter and that are in traffic on Georgia 400 or 75, 85 right now. And, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of sad they don't even want to hear from a conservative or conservatives that without whose help Kemp doesn't become the governor. I guess I don't know where the president is weighed in, but my sources have told me he's he's apoplectic about it. No experience. He's like, why are you bringing this person to meet me? One one of my sources told me. So now he won't. Now he's not going to come on a conservatives radio show. And they said no for tomorrow, too. No, no time at all today. Not a second of, of free time to even call in and explain why he's doing this before he does it. Doesn't want to hear from we the people. Well, that's going to. And do I well told for- him, I told him, listen, we'll take you from a cell phone. We'll take you for five minutes. We'll take you for 10 minutes. His office you- is listening right now. Could do any time tonight. Ta- no, his office is huddled around jackass. He is. No, you guys are being the jackasses, not me. I'm standing true to conservative principles. Explain. The Romney connection. Explain some of these groups that they are. So this woman is associated with that are liberal. That are at odds with the conservative base in the Republican Party in Georgia. 
If we wanted somebody who supported Planned Parenthood, then we would have voted for Stacey Abrams. Now you're right. appointing somebody that's for abortion when that's not what the conservative people of Georgia Brian want. Brian Kemp doesn't win if Donald Trump didn't bail him out. Period. That's my take on it. And every smart person that I know's take on it. So you want, all right, so we're heading into an impeachment. And what are we going to do? We're going to get a liberal Republican. Wow. Okay. For the Senate. Oh, no, I promise. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard a lot of promises before from a lot of different people. Linda wants me to give out the number of the governor's office. Well, he's not going to talk to me. Well, maybe people should I'll call give it him. Out. All right. I'm not going to do it all day. I'll give it out now. We'll give it a couple it. times. And we'll and put I it tell, online. And I tell people this. Be respectful. Say, why won't the governor go on Hannity's radio and TV show before he makes an appointment? Because I think that Doug Collins is the perfect fit to replace Johnny Isaacson. And we're praying for Johnny Isaacson. 404-656-1776. Easy to remember. We'll put it up on the website. Make it easy. And be respectful. Why don't you explain before you make this decision? This is a very important decision. At an important time in American history. 404-656-1776. All right, let's see. Let's see what they, if they'll respond to the people. They don't care about the talk show host. Fine. You don't care about Hannity. What do you care? I care because the country, we're in it. This is a critical tipping point moment for the country. That's why I care. I care because it's, it's the, you're not making the case, governor. Why? Tell us why. Defend the record and lack of experience when you've got a guy like, you know, hitting grand slams every day. By the way, back to these polls with African-Americans, Kanye West, literally, he's, he's said, fellow Americans, he advised to own your own power. You know, and uh, by the way, if you haven't gotten his new CD, it's phenomenal. Do I ever think I'd ever support Kanye West? No, a CD, no. What he's done for criminal justice reform, not only, I'll tell you why I love this guy. Not only is he willing to say, I believe in God, which I love because, you know, with that comes a lot of ridicule. I don't know why admitting that in God we trust one nation under God, you know, endowed by our creator is so controversial in this day and age. And, you know, all that is admitting is you need help in life and want to be a better person. Okay, great. Anyway, so he's willing to step out and do that. Then he's telling people, you know what? Um, own your own power. Your power is not to just vote Democratic for the rest of your, our lives. That's not power, he said. What a great point. He added that such power is evidenced in his decision to move his production of Al J. Sneaker that he debuted to Cody, Wyoming. And he said the goal is to bring manufacturing back to America. Bring it stateside. Present jobs for people here. He said that African-Americans have been brainwashed by Democrats who are making, you know, then he goes on to a whole bunch of things. Look, and then he got, he single-handedly with Kim Kardashian. I could care less about the Kardashians, but they, they stood up for somebody that, that deserved to be championed. Alice Marie Johnson, who we'd love. I think that woman's amazing. Well, one, one mistake. One conviction, nonviolent drug offense. That was a life sentence for her. 22 years. She starts a ministry in prison. 
comes out after the president pardons her and says, thank you, America. Thank you for giving me a second chance. Thank you, President Trump. I'll never let you down. And then then they didn't stop there. Then they move on to, okay, well, let's let's institutionalize this. Let's get criminal justice reform, nonviolent offenders. Some of my conservative friends didn't like it. And maybe it's not perfect, but the idea that there's disparate sentencing, yeah, that's that's all been chronicled and, and proven to be true. I don't think it's a bad idea. By the way, can we play Joe 30330? Because Fox News, it's from 2017, but this is really bizarre. Listen to Joe Biden. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was trained and then watch the hair come back up again and look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I'll give you time to decipher what that means. We'll do that in the next hour. Linda, there you go. Because kids petting his hairy legs, learn what rats and roaches are. Okay. That is bizarre. I love kids jumping on my lap. What the hell is he even saying? AOC put out a warning to Buddha judge. Uh, This is a GOP talking point used to dismantle public systems. She's mad now that everyone says free stuff. Well, that's what she's offering. Free stuff. That's what the new Green Deal is. Free stuff. I'll say it every single day. And why was Biden biting his wife's finger this weekend when she was speaking? That was that was bizarre, too. The New York uh, Times actually got a resignation letter from a Kamala Harris staffer. It was brutal. Wow. Never seen an organization treat its staff so poorly. I think I treat my staff well. Do I treat most of you well? Absolutely. Everybody well. By the way, you better say it. tomorrow's bonus Tuesday. Oh, fantastic. You're the best, boss. Everybody and you are so thin and you're so fit, you know, uh-huh. best ever. What do I always say when I give a bonus to every, everyone who works for me gets a nice bonus every year? What do I always say? Money equals freedom. Save your money. Save your money. You know, it was an interesting point. Massachusetts uh, GOP saying about Warren is running her entire presidential campaign based upon envy. Wow. Klobuchar is pissed. He's angry. I don't buy his everyone else sucks argument for getting into the primary talking about, in this particular case, Bloomberg. Um, Hunter Biden. Man, I'm not even going there. He's a mess. No current Democratic contender can beat Trump. That is from the Robert Johnson founder of BET. First African-American billionaire after he sold his company to Viacom in 2001. Lifelong Democrat, America's first black billionaire, assessed the Democratic contenders. If you take a snapshot today, I don't think that group is, is capable of beating Donald Trump, despite what the polls say. I think the president has always been in a position where it's his to lose. Look, I'd even say that he's the only one that can beat him. I'll say it loudly and I'll say it publicly. Um, yeah, it was Pelosi's now flying out with Democrats to the U.N. climate change meeting in Spain. And John Kerry is recruiting Bill Clinton and Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio celebrated New Year's in Australia, gets on a private jet, celebrates it again in Vegas. We're going to get lectures from him. You should put up the John Stossel video destroying some of the climate change myths. I thought that was done very, very well. I saw that today. Um, Ocasio-Cortez whining about free stuff. Yeah. Um, look, why am I not talking a lot about this 
Ukrainian impeachment coup attempt. I will. We'll do a lot more on it later in the program. At the top of the next hour, we got Jordan Seculo, Greg Jarrett. We have Sidney Powell on later. The Ukrainian president now again has pulled the rug out from the Democrats. This was in the Epic Times. Zelensky again. I never talked to the president from any position of a quid pro quo. That's not my thing. Says to Time magazine over the weekend. He says he has no clue. He doesn't understand at all these allegations made against Trump during this House intel. Well, they were all either opinion witnesses or hearsay witnesses. So none of their opinions matter. The only one that would ever be called in a trial if we use the federal rules of evidence would be. What's his name? Sonbit. Son. Sondland. Yeah, that guy. They were all nuts. Then we've got. Oh, my gosh. The letter of Cipollone. Wow. was unbelievable. Let me tell you one thing Newt Gingrich said before that, though. This is real. They're that crazy. They're that nuts. They'll do this. There's not a reason for it. There's nothing impeachable here. There was no quid pro quo like Joe. See, I only said it once today. Because there was, well, you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor that I know is investigating my zero experience son. He never asked. The president actually said in that call, you know, you're surrounding yourself with some of the same guys that the last corrupt guy did. I don't think it's smart for you to do that. So it was obvious the president's intent was he, he didn't like corruption in Ukraine, nor should he have. They tried it, what, four separate elections, Trump, Russia, collusion. Unbelievable. Well, are we going to put Adam Schiff under oath? Because that's the guy that needs to go under oath. And this is where, you know, and, the, and Pat Cipollone is purposely scheduling the meetings. Why? Were well, the president's attending NATO leaders meetings in London? He, they rightly goes on to say that this inquiry has violated all past historical precedent of basic due rights, fundamental fairness. We can't fairly be expected to participate in a hearing while the witnesses have yet to been named. There's not a single fact witness. They're going to have a talk show on Wednesday in the House Judiciary Committee and bring in professors to give opinions about what they think high crimes, misdemeanors uh, are about. OK, and then he said when when the House when the House Judiciary Committee scheduled a similar meeting, during the Clinton impeachment process, it allowed those questioning the witnesses two and a half weeks notice to prepare. Scheduled the hearing on a date suggested by the president's attorneys. Today, by contrast, you have afforded the president no scheduling input, no meaningful information, so little time to prepare. You have effectively denied the administration of any fair opportunity to participate. And by the way, if Schiff chooses, because he said any how. Back then, House passed rules. The president and his attorneys, they have a right to cross-examine witnesses, review evidence, call witnesses. Their first witness would be Adam Schiff, the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. And they said that if Schiff refuses to testify, then I would question the veracity in what he's putting in his report. Doug Collins said that. <clears throat> Governor Kemp, Doug Collins said that. The guy who's shown more courage than... Pretty much almost every Republican, but for the Freedom Caucus guys. All right. What's the number again? You can give it out one more time. 404. Be nice. Yes. I'm very nice. Not you. I'm saying to people that call. Yeah, everybody be nice. But no. 404. Why are they doing this? 1776. 404. What is it? 656. 1776. 
By the way, Lisa Page, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to break that down tonight on Hannity. You don't want to miss it. But the impeachment of the president is even worse. Because again, we're losing distinction of the, uh, we're losing track of the distinction between sins and crimes. We're lowering the standard of impeachment. What the president has done is not a great and dangerous offense to the safety of the republic. In the words of George Mason, it is not an impeachable offense under the meaning of the Constitution. And as you heard from Mr. Conyers, the allegations are far, far from proven. And the fact is, we are not simply transmitting evidence to the transmitting a case with some evidence to the senate as evidenced by the fact that we already heard leaders this house say he should resign god forbid that he should resign he should fight this and beat it benjamin franklin called impeachment a substitute for assassination it is in fact a peaceful procedure for protecting the nation from despots by providing a constitutional means for removing a president who would misuse his presidential power to make himself a tyrant or otherwise to undermine our constitutional form of government. To impeach a president, it must be that serious. It is grossly unfair because with respect to the 2,200 pages of evidence and the 17 boxes of other evidence, the entire Judiciary Committee is going to see it to decide what must be kept confidential as protecting privacy of third parties. That means 50 people are going to see it. It's going to leak out. And those privacy rights are going to be violated, and that is ensured by this resolution. It is grossly unfair because during the 10 or 20 days that that's going to be done, while the world will see salacious details, the president will not be allowed to look at those documents. There's no reason why he shouldn't. There's no delay entailed. But this resolution is doing everything they can, it can, to make the president's defense as difficult as possible. The effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters as expressed in a national election. We must not overturn an election and remove a president from office except to defend our very system of government or our constitutional liberties against a dire threat. And we must not do so without an overwhelming consensus of the American people and of their representatives in Congress of the absolute necessity. You got to see and compare that tape, that audio. That is the Judiciary Committee Chairman, uh, Gerald Nadler. Oh, we got a tape for him tonight. 9 Eastern Hannity on Fox News. Anyway, hour two. Glad you're with us. Our toll free numbers, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, this on the heels of a devastating beatdown letter sent by White House counsel Pat Cipollone to Nadler and his committee. You know, first pointing out that, yeah, Nadler, really, you, you schedule the proceedings when you know that the president is attending meetings with NATO leaders in London. Huh. Pretty, pretty interesting timing on all of that, knowing that the president is out of the country. Um, that's pretty dumb, too. Then they then they say this in the letter. This baseless, highly partisan inquiry violates all past historical precedent, basic due process rights, fundamental fairness. He goes on. And then says that Nadler provided only vague details about the hearing and that unnamed academics, not fact witnesses, academics. I guess they're going to hold a talk show in the Judiciary Committee. Maybe we'll have a big debate and only they will be attending. No fact witnesses will be attending. And then as the president's uh, attorney, White House counsel Cipollone says, we can't fairly be expected to participate in the hearing while the witnesses are yet to be named. 
It remains unclear whether the Judiciary Committee uh, will afford the president a fair process through additional hearings. Uh, More importantly, an invitation to an academic discussion with law professors does not begin to provide the president with any semblance of a fair process. Accordingly, under the circumstances, we do not intend to participate in this hearing. And when the Judiciary Committee scheduled a similar hearing during the Clinton impeachment process, it allowed those questioning the witnesses two and a half weeks notice to prepare. It scheduled the hearing on a date suggested by the president's attorneys. Today, by contrast, you have afforded the president no scheduling input, no meaningful information, and so little time to prepare that you've effectively denied the administration a fair opportunity to participate. And he made clear in his response that uh, they're demanding more information on how they plan to conduct this witch hunt, demanding specifically if they can cross-examine and call their own fact witnesses, including the House Intel Committee chair, the corrupt, compromised, coward, congenital liar Adam Schiff. House passed rules provide a president and his attorneys the right to cross-examine witnesses, review the evidence before the committee. But they have done none, if any of that, to this point. If Schiff chooses not to testify, then I really question the veracity and what he's putting in his report, said Doug Collins, who should be appointed by Governor Kemp in Georgia. Anyway, Jordan Seculo, executive director of the American Center for Law and Justice, is with us. And by the way, the next red wave, how conservatives can beat leftist aggression, rhino, rhino betrayal and deep state subversion. Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, his latest book just out, bestseller, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. I thought the letter was powerful, uh, Greg, and I think it was dead on accurate. And I think that, you know, what what is the point? Are they hosting a talk show in the Judiciary Committee on Wednesday or what? Well, you're absolutely right. And the letter was uh, 100% correct. All the fact witnesses allegedly have already testified. And the president was deprived of an opportunity to have his counsel present uh, to question those particular witnesses. And indeed, Republicans and the president were deprived of the longstanding right in such matters to call their own witnesses. Uh, So what are we left with? We're left with a bunch of pinheaded professors who are going to weigh in on Federalist 65 and the meaning of the impeachment clause. And it varies from constitutional scholar uh, to, you know, legal expert. Uh, Frankly, if I were the Republicans, I'd just play the clip you just played of Jerry Nadler, which is is the best legal opinion uh, for why this doesn't constitute uh, an impeachment offense and uh, and and be done with it. But it's clear that Nadler is never going to be fair uh, in much the same way that Adam Schiff was fundamentally unfair and uh, deprived the president of due process, which the Supreme Court has said applies to congressional hearings. You know, Jordan Seculo, I do agree with Newt Gingrich, who says we better take this seriously. These these people are nuts. This is real. Yet what is the impeachable issue? I mean, there wasn't a quid and a pro and a quo like Joe. The Ukrainian president said he felt zero pressure at any point. Didn't know the military aid was even withheld temporarily. Uh, The one fact witness that showed up in the House Intel shift show committee hearing said, yeah, the president said, I want nothing. No quid pro quo. Um, 
Okay, the presidents in the past have all done this. The president is doing it even today as we speak with Lebanon. So at what point, what are the impeachment issues here? Well, as we heard from these so-called fact witnesses over these past few weeks, and I say so-called because none of them provided a lot of facts. They provided hearsay. They provided their opinion on the president's foreign policy. They provided uh, uh, what they presumed to be the case. That was Ambassador Sondland. But there weren't a lot of specific facts that we already didn't know because we all got the transcript, too. So, I mean, yes, they were fact witnesses, but you know, putting that aside, these, these law professors, I mean, I think Pat Cipollone, the White House counsel, and of course, I'm on the president's outside legal team, uh, and we, we completely agree with what the White House counsel's done here because, one, even if these were other kind of witnesses, the fact that we're th- you know, less than three days away and don't even know who they are, let's say they were fact witnesses, it would be absurd for the White House to go ahead and say, yeah, we'll be there, and we're going to participate, and, and you get to determine all the rules, Jerry Nadler. You wouldn't do that. But it's even more absurd. When all you found out is that they're some kind of, I guess, law professors and con law scholars, constitutional law scholars, which, by the way, are are going to give, like Greg said, a bunch of different opinions on how they interpret a process which is pretty simply laid out in the Constitution in Article 1 and Article 2, and it it has also failed uh, consistently each time it has been used against a president of the United States, and so it failed when the House impeached Johnson. It failed when the House impeached President Clinton. So, I mean, there hasn't been like a long record of successfully actually finding presidents guilty and throwing them out of office by using this process, which is exactly what the founders intended. It should be very difficult. I think that's it. That's all you need to discuss. I don't want to hear from these professors. And I think that's what the White House is concerned about. Why don't they bring in Mark Levin? Why don't they bring in you, Jordan? Why don't they bring in your father? Why don't they bring in Greg Jarrett? Why don't they they bring in? They don't want to hear from that. I mean, I I think that, again, they don't want to hear anybody with a narrative that is different from exactly what they want. So I think what these con law professors are going to do, Sean, and I think they're the, again, if you think those fact witnesses were bad, this will even be worse if they're the liberal law professors that I'm assuming they will be, that they're going to try and convince the American public that, yes, what the president does did is some kind of an impeachable offense based off their legal scholarship. And this is what they're relying on now. That's why the White House has is absolutely right in not participating in this charade. They're not going to cross-examine law professors. I mean, that's absurd. Um, and, uh, and, and again, in this letter, we find out that Jerry Nadler's doing this again to the White House team and the president by saying, you've got to respond by December uh, by by the 29th about, so to, you've got to decide again about another hearing on the 26th, I mean, on the on December 6th, and still we don't have a witness list for that hearing. So how could the president's team possibly say, yes, the president will be there uh, or be represented there uh, when they don't even know who the Democrats are calling? And we know whoever they want to call will get approved. And we also know that most likely any Republican attempts to call Real fact witnesses like Adam Schiff, like we heard from Doug Collins, who is a fact witness because of his interaction or at least staff's interaction with the whistleblower. That that if that's all going to get denied, you know what I say as a member of the president's legal team, I dare the Democrats to move on with this. Go have your vote. Force those 31 Democrats that live in Trump majority districts to go vote to impeach the president and then let this go to the U.S. Senate. Because at this point, it's a sham. And I can't even imagine how difficult it will be to get people to tune into this.
on Wednesday. And Greg, what do you suggest? Well, I'd suggest calling Alan Dershowitz. Uh, he's a uh, esteemed constitutional law professor. He's already made it clear that even if you view the president's actions in the light most unfavorable to him, it still does not come close to rising to the level of an impeachable offense. And Nadler knows this. He argued it, as you played the clip, uh, during the Clinton uh, impeachment case. Um, so if they were going to be fair, they would they would call somebody who is a Democrat, which Alan Dershowitz has been, lifelong Democrat, who is looking strictly at the impeachment clauses in the Constitution, as well as Federalist 65 written by Alexander Hamilton. And as Hamilton writes, this is exactly what our founding fathers feared, that an opposition party in Congress would seek to remove a president uh, on a basis that is purely political, which is why the framers, in their wisdom, instituted in the Constitution a procedural protection, which is a two-thirds supermajority in the United States. They're not getting it. That's the whole... This is why it's a show. This is why we know who these people are. All right. Jordan Seculo, American Center for Law and Justice, Greg Jarrett with Fox. All right. Final moments, thoughts, attorneys, Jordan Seculo, Greg Jarrett. All right. So we all agree, uh, Jordan, this is a talk show that Nadler's putting on Wednesday. So a, where a really does this end? One. A really are they... boring one, Sean. I mean, it's law professors and legal experts. I think it'd be great, as Greg said in the earlier segment, if someone like Alan Dershowitz was called. He was a Hillary Clinton supporter. He's been clear about the president. Not this not being an impeachable offense, a Harvard law professor, uh, that would be wonderful. It still would be like inappropriate for the White House counsel to be there to cross-examine him. And, and yet we don't even know if he will be there. So the White House can't answer that question. And again, I just want to underscore how big of a sham this is. Nadler sent out another letter saying that the White House has got to respond by December 6th about another hearing where they have no witness list, they don't know what the procedures will be, and yet they're supposed to say whether or not the president's White House counsel and who the named president's attorney will be to a hearing where there's no information about. I mean, it, it is this is the sham of all shams. It's what the right. Democrats have stooped to now at this point. Last word, uh, Greg Jarrett. How do you respond to uh, a witness list that is empty? Uh, it's impossible. And, and that's exactly what Nadler wanted. He, he wanted to blindside the president, the White House, and Republicans. And in fact, they won't even release Adam Schiff's report uh, based on the hearings until the night before or the morning of allowing Republicans absolutely no opportunity to prepare. This is the antithesis of fundamental fairness and due process. And Americans are smart. They realize it's rigged. All right. Thank you both for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to a lot of your calls. Sydney Powell has an update on Michael Flynn. Also, her reaction to the White House and their response to the House Judiciary uh, Committee chairman in the Ukrainian impeachment coup attempt, Jerry Nadler. That more. Your call straight ahead. 800-941-SEAN as we continue. Democrats, the radical left Democrats, the do-nothing Democrats, decided when I'm going to NATO, this was set up a year ago, that when I'm going to NATO, that was the exact time. This is one of the most important journeys that we make as president. And for them to be doing this and saying this and putting an impeachment on the table, which is a hope to start off with, 
If you notice, there was breaking news today. The Ukrainian president came out and said very strongly that President Trump did absolutely nothing wrong. That should be case over. But he just came out a little while ago and he said President Trump did absolutely nothing wrong and that should end everything. But it will never end it because they want to do what they want to do. Uh, they're getting killed in their own district. I think it's going to be a tremendous boon for the Republicans. Republicans have never, ever been so committed as they are right now and so united. So it's really a great thing in some ways, but in other ways, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace you, for our country. Why don't you send one of your lawyers to represent your point of view before the House impeachment inquiry? Because the whole thing is a hoax. Everybody knows it. All you have to do is look at the words of the Ukrainian president that he just issued, and you know it's a hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what they're doing to our country. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was trained and then watch the hair come back up again and look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Okay, what was that? By the way, the president was a thousand percent right in what he was saying. Yeah, uh, we knew that this was scheduled with NATO. Go ahead. Yeah, while I'm away, then you do your impeachment uh, coup attempt because they're in a rush. This is all a rush job. They they want to get through this as fastly, as quickly as they possibly can. They want to race through this impeachment thing. And let's you know, they know it's not going to work. So they're just like, all right, we're going to do it and we'll do it as quickly and expeditiously as humanly possible with no consideration uh, how the American people feel about it. This next phase is going to happen really fast. Why? Because then we don't have to pay attention. You know, look at Byron York's column I referred to earlier. Byron York rightly points out they oh, we're doing this. We were so reluctant, prayerfully. We believe that we shouldn't be doing this, but we have to do it for the sake of the republic. The previous impeachments in our lifetime were followed by massive, long investigations. There's a reason they're doing this. They never accepted the results in 2016. They never accepted the results of four separate investigations into their conspiracy theory of Trump-Russia collusion. There's no reason, evidence to impeach the president at all. So rather than risk another three years and embarrassment, not getting what they want, we'll just race through it. And if that means the president's on foreign soil negotiating on our country's behalf, that's what we're going to do. But we're going to ignore quid pro quo, Joe. Now, let's get to the second thing. Can you play that tape of Joe Biden again? This is from 2017. Uh, I saw Fox News. They found this. By the way, th this is right up there with Joe 30330. Remember when he said that at the end of the debate, it meant nothing. It wasn't like call Joe or text Joe at Joe 303. There was nothing to do. He just said Joe 30330. Like this is the United States of yeah. America. Yeah. We've acted together. We have never, never, never been unable to overcome whatever the problem was. If you agree with me, if go to agree. Joe Three zero three three zero, and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. There is no Joe three zero three three zero for Joe. 
There is a quid and a pro and a quo, Joe, but there's no Joe 30330, Joe. But then there's Joe. See, can you just play this again? Because I'm having a very hard time. He said this in 2017, understanding what he's saying here. Maybe you can maybe you can decipher this for the audience, Linda. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that hairy turn legs. That, that 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 turn, uh, turn um, blonde turn. in the sun. Blonde. And the kids used to come up and reach Kid. in the pool and rub my leg down so it was trained and then watch the hair come back up again. Mm-hmm. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Kids and I've loved kids That's jumping on my lap. I love. All right. But I got to hear it one more time. If you just indulge me here, stop with the face. Stop with that face. I, I'm going to give you a chance to respond. All right. Well, just, I have to understand this. Play and it again. by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn, turn. Uh, um, blonde, blonde in the sun. sun. And the kids used to come up and reach kids. in the pool and rub my leg down. Rub so it was trained and then watch the hair. Hair. Come back up again. Come back up. They look at it. So I learned about it. roaches. I learned about, about kids roaches. jumping on my lap. And I've loved uh-huh. kids jumping on my lap. Okay. That is scary. What happened there? Can you explain that? Because I can't. I would rather talk about um, world peace and how we achieve <laughs> it. I think that that is better suited for me. And I would like to. That, no. that that's Spans all you've that got. I've been saying it all day, and that's the best you got. It's is I'd so, like to talk about. It's so weird. It's so creepy no, and bizarre. The weird. Okay. There's and just, by the way, cuckoo. The roaches is weird. Like, why are we talking about roaches? And then cocoa puffs. What? Yeah, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Used to be a commercial for my generation. Keep going. Go ahead. No, but in all seriousness, like the weirder thing, we were just. I just looked at Katie. I was like. I like when kids jump on my lap. What? And then the kids like to, I, 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 I'd be at the bench and I'd be sitting there and in the summer, my hair and my legs. It's just this like, it's is not okay. It is not Blonde. okay, Hillary. Okay. And the kids used to pat it down. I mean, what is that? First of all, where are the parents? I learned a lot about roaches. Like when you see a predator, pull your child away. Don't let him massage <laughs> his legs. Back let him jump up, on his legs. You that creep. is creepy. Get away from me. It's very uncomfortable, I have to say. I mean, as a mother of a four-year-old, I was not okay with this. It's, let me tell you, that, that is actually outright scary. When but you put it, it all together, all does, this crazy like, stuff, now weird, you understand it. The weird touching and then like the biting oh of gosh. his wife's finger this weekend. Yeah, what was the biting of the finger of the wife this weekend? I saw but that. It's, like, it's almost like it's almost like now it's a joke. It's like him and, his, and Jill get together and they go, all right, we're going to do some really crazy, whacked out stuff. But what's the crazy bite my finger, babe? Oh, okay. Like, what is happening? Do you not have a director, a, a campaign person, somebody, a friend? You have one friend to tell you, hey, man, it's getting a little weird. I feel sorry. It's you know? weird. Uh, I, and he's not going to make it. Everybody knows in the Democratic Party. They see it happening, too. Uh, all right, let's get to our phones. Uh, Sydney Powell, top of the hour. Uh, Conan, Virginia, the Commonwealth. Sir, welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Happy Cyber Monday. Uh, happy Cyber Monday to you, Sean. Quick question for you. In Nadler's complaint, they've been saying this since the beginning, that Trump abused his power to engage a foreign government to interfere in a U.S. election. Now, what election are we referring to? Because Biden isn't a candidate. 
he has to win the he has to win the nomination. Well, Trump their argument the is I've, I'm giving you their dumb argument because, again, you got to go back. The Ukrainian president has said over and over again, what did the president say that I was very key? I need you to do me a favor. By the way, you're surrounding yourself with some of the bad people that the other guy surrounded himself with. Uh, you ought may not be doing that. So the president was referring to all the corruption that exists in Ukraine. Very key phrase of the president. And yeah, what we do know about Alexandra Chalupa. It's not a conspiracy theory. DNC contractor. Just read Politico January 11, 2017. They chronicle it. We also have the Ukrainian court decision admitting they interfered in our elections on Hillary's behalf. So All of that is there. But she meets at the Ukrainian embassy for the purpose of digging up dirt on Manafort, Trump and everybody in the campaign. And, you know, for some reason, I don't know why Democrats have turned this into that's a conspiracy theory talking point. We'll take it up with Politico and take it up with the Ukrainian court. You know, just like how do you ignore you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire that guy that I know is investigating my zero experience son whose company has been paying the millions. I mean, how is that not a quid pro quo? You have to bifurcate your brain in two and you have to live at a breath, embrace breathtaking hypocrisy to be them. And that's what's at stake in 337 days. Anyway, great point. Uh, Harry Washington next, Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Harry? How are you? Hey, Sean. Greetings, brother. Uh, just uh Great show on uh, on uh, was it Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, Greg Jarrett brought up a, an interesting point during his conversation uh, that there was a, a two week lapse uh, between the time that Fusion GPS contracted uh, Steel to produce the dossier and the time that the dossier was actually produced. That I, I've worked in Intel in the in the military for a long time, um, and that's impossible unless you already have something written up or have the parts already put together. And, and, and can just uh, uh, put everything together, package it, you know, screen it, and then send it off. There's no way that that timeline can work out. That dossier was created before the fact. Uh, Steel was just a name and uh, a reference to bring credence to that, to that report, to that dossier. But he didn't write it. He might have contributed hey, look, to it. Other, listen, politics. I only can speak to what I know. And when yes. he was it under oath, under the threat of perjury in Great Britain in an interrogatory, he said he just he said he wrote it and admitted that he had no idea if any of it was true. We know for a fact Kathleen Kavlak and we know that Bruce Orr both admitted that they had warned the DOJ, the FBI top brass about the dirty dossier, Steele's agenda, Hillary paying for it, and it's unverified. Any use of it, any use of it would be premeditated fraud on a FISA court. Now, you know, we, we keep reading in the New York Times, Washington Post, that maybe Michael Horowitz won't make conclusions. But then I, I what I'm putting together is, you know, I guess the legal aspect. Remember, the inspector general doesn't have the right to convene a grand jury. The inspector general has a right to recommend, which he's done twice to, you know, that in the case of uh, James Comey. He does have the right to recommend uh, that you look into this. You know, Comey uh, had a problem, lack of candor. The same with McCabe, lack of candor. They discovered in those two earlier, 
Horowitz reports. So, you know, there's a double standard at a high level, but the difference between the inspector general and prosecutor Durham is he can gr- he can convene a grand jury. He can charge individuals with crimes. And that's where that aspect of it, again, more waiting, but at least we're getting something next Monday, a week from today. Finally. Uh, thank you. Amy is in New York. What's up, Amy? How are you? I'm fine, Sean. Thank you so much. I have an uh, an observational question I wanted to get your take on. Um, been following uh, for years the um, uh, this uh, campaign to take down this president. Most recently, the quit pro quo um, tactics, and then the tape of Biden uh, saying that they he wanted this prosecutor fired or they're not getting the money, then they're back and forth. Well, you're not the president. Um, and then what was his response? Uh, we'll call him. And I find very little input or talk on, well, who was he talking about? Call him. That, that's, that would be President Obama. Um, so if, if Vice President Joe Biden was involved in this quid pro quo, and he's announcing. In public, I think that that was a great point. I, I absolutely, you know, there's no focus on on the uh, radio programs on enough focus on the on the programs on TV and the no, news. Um, well, I'll why tell you what, I want. I, I don't want to rush through this call, Amy. You brought up a great point because he does say uh, when he's bragging about the quid pro quo with Joe. To save his zero experience son, he does it. Yeah. You don't believe me? Call Obama. You're right. I, you know what? Nobody's focused on that. We'll come back. We'll get we'll pick it up at that point. And right, as we continue, Amy is in New York. Amy brought up a great point when Biden is bragging about, you know, you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor. I know he's investigating my son with zero experience is being paid millions. He says, you don't believe me? Call Obama. Nobody's brought that point up, Amy. You get the gold star today. Well, it's just an observational question. That's, that's really all it is. Um, and I, I, it's about time. I said, you know what? I just got a call in. I said, if anybody's going to hear my question, I want it to be Sean. Thank you. I think it's a great point. I will further, I will advance this further because I think it's very smart, very bright. When we come back, Sidney Powell will update you on General Flynn and her reaction to White House Counsel Cipollone's letter. Uh, don't forget on this Cyber Monday, we got the greatest gear that we've put together with our friends at Nine Line on Hannity.com. Uh, the greatest gear available. And if you want to take a look at it, we got some really cool stuff that we put up there with special discounts for Cyber Monday. Hannity.com for all of it is featured at the top of our homepage. All right, quick break. Right back. Sidney Powell next. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. A lot of the initial messaging and all of this uh, uproar uh, involved the words quid pro quo. Do do Democrats, Congresswomen, need to fine tune their language? Why does everyone keep saying quid pro quo? Yeah, who the hell knows what that means, right? People don't get quid pro quo, which one is hard to say very quickly. Quid pro quo might be too complicated, and two might get lost on some people. I mean, it's like an SAT word. Quid pro quo, people may not understand. How dangerous can these hearings be for Democrats if they can't get the public to understand what happened? Please stop saying quid pro quo. Enough with the Latin. What Trump did was bribery. It's not about a quid pro quo. Bribery. Stay away from the sort of legalistic uh, Latin arguments we've heard. Don't use the Latin. Don't use the Latin. Just use the word bribery instead of quid pro quo. Instead of the quid pro quo. The the devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery. Quid pro quo. Bribery. 
bribery. Bribery is, for the, the public at large, easier to understand than quid pro quo. This is the first time Speaker Pelosi has made the specific bribery case against Donald Trump. And several other key Democrats have also recently discussed bribery as the article of impeachment that they may lead with against Donald Trump. So this is all brand new this week. First and foremost, the first person who needs to testify is Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is the author of their support. Adam Schiff has been the author of many things. Um, a lot of them found to be false over the past couple of years, but he's gonna be the author of this report. He's compared himself in the past to a special counsel. This is what he said he was doing. Well, if we go back to Clinton and, and even back to Nixon, but in Clinton, Ken Starr was a special counsel. He presented a report that we're going to get as uh, judiciary. He actually came and sat and testified under oath and took questions from all sides, including the White House. My first and foremost witness is Adam Schiff. So you want to bring him in before the committee, not just to present a report, but to take questions from Democrats and to be cross-examined, if you will, by the Republicans. He needs to be. He's put himself into that position. If he chooses not to, then I really question his veracity and what he's putting in his report. I question his, you know, the motives of why he's doing it. It's easy to hide behind a report. It's easy to hide behind a gavel in intelligence committees behind closed door hearings. But it's going to be one another thing to actually get up and have to answer questions about what his staff knew, how he knew, what he did about the whistleblower report, his interactions as he's had with Ukraine, the other things that he's had over time in this process, and also why he has still not released documents to our committee and reports to our committee that, that we need to actually uh, proceed in our committee of judiciary committee, which is the committee of impeachment. I have a question. Why are they hiding this stuff from us? If they think they have such a case, give us all the materials and don't let Jerry Nadler write a crazy letter that says on the 6th, let us know your, uh, who your witnesses are. We don't even have the information from, from the Intel Committee yet. This is why this is a problematic exercise and simply a made-for-TV event coming on Wednesday. All right, that was uh, Congressman Doug Collins of the great state of Georgia. I have no idea on this whole issue of what Kemp is doing, the governor down in, in Georgia, by not, he is the obvious choice to replace Johnny Isaacson. I have many of my my friends down in Georgia. They are ticked off. Apparently, Brian Kemp is uh, poised to select Kelly Loeffner to replace Johnny Isaacson. And uh, a lot of this comes down to, well, number one, President Trump helped Kemp get elected. Congressman Doug Collins has been one of one of the strongest, most outspoken leaders in the House now on all of the issues from the Russia hoax to the Ukrainian hoax. Now, she is apparently a, a, the chief executive of a subsidiary of some Atlanta based intercontinental exchange and owner of Georgia's Women's National Basketball Association team, the Atlanta Dream, which is great. She doesn't have any experience whatsoever as it relates to politics and all right, so they, they have a lot of money, but the amount of money apparently in personal wealth, maybe that benefits other politicians in Georgia, but it shouldn't be about that. It should be, you know, about, you know, $750,000 in donations to Mitt Romney, which I guess is nice, but nothing to Donald Trump until she apparently wants this position. All right, is that, are we risking now in Georgia having somebody that is more like a Romney Republican? That's a problem. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Everything that you heard, though, Doug Collins saying there, Schiff needs to be the first and foremost witness. Media Democrats should use bribery instead of quid pro quo. By the way, that would only fit Joe. And uh, why are Democrats still hiding documents? And a devastating letter from White House counsel Pat Cipollone to Jerry Nadler about this ridiculous, unfair 
quote, hearing that begins with no fact witnesses. What, what are you having a big town hall from scholars that, that agree with them impeach Trump over anything? Anyway, Sidney Powell is uh, here with us. She wrote the best-selling book, License to Lie. In that book, she chronicles prosecutorial abuse that we now know has happened on many levels. We'll see what happens a week from today with the FISA report coming out. She also represents General Michael Flynn. A federal judge uh, last Wednesday agreed to postpone next month's sentencing for General Flynn after the release of the FISA uh, report from Michael Horowitz. Sidney Powell is with us. How are you? Hey, good, Sean. How are you? Let's. I'm good, thank you. Let's start with General Flynn first off. Um, we know that that he was set up at this point. We know the FBI didn't think he was lying at this point. We know that that they said, well, you either agree that you lied, even though we didn't think you lied, or we're gonna. Well, he was already bankrupt. He lost his house, but or else we'll go after your son who was in business with you. So what choice, I guess, does a father have at that point? Yes, he was under tremendous pressure of every kind, financial, emotional, psychological, family, everything, to enter the plea of guilty when he did. And, of course, they did not disclose to him the scads of evidence they have that shows he's innocent and was completely framed. And that's have you ever gotten that Brady on. information yet that you've been requesting? Uh, no, I haven't. We're still waiting on an order from Judge Sullivan. Uh, hopefully he will require them to produce everything that they redacted, their heavy redactions and the few things they have produced. And then they gave only meager summaries of multiple other things that they admitted were exculpatory. So we need the full documents. We certainly can't trust their summaries. And a summary doesn't qualify as evidence anyway. They're supposed to produce the actual evidence. So I expect even after the horrible its report, there are a number of issues that Judge Sullivan will need to address. I mean, for one thing, we identified a memo of January 30, 2017, while he was still in the White House that completely exonerates him of being any sort of agent of Russia, which was one of the pretexts. What does that letter say, claimed. We don't know, other than he's not an agent of Russia. He never was. And they knew that all along because he was working with the Defense Intelligence Agency. You know, I, I think for the American people, for the you know, for people that get the the people that do make America great, that get up every day and they take care of their jobs and families and responsibilities, and you know they're shoveling coffee down their throat, making the kids lunch, sending the kids off to school, work their fourteen hours, come home, help them study, feed them, and and crawl into bed exhausted. Um, it, it's been three years of never ending corruption being exposed. Now we're about to begin the process of untangling this mess. You read Pat Cipollone's letter to Jerry Nadler. What do you think of that mess? Yes, it's just unspeakable. It's such an outrage. There's nothing constitutional about the process at all. And I'm very glad the White House decided that the president would not participate in it. It will not stand up under Supreme Court review or, frankly, any legitimate court review. What do you make of these reports, these leaks, New York Times, Washington Post? Oh, no, no. Well, they're going to think the FBI did some things wrong. And yeah, maybe they didn't get it right with the FISA court. But we know that they were warned repeatedly not to use the dirty dossier and they used it anyway. Or Lisa Page saying there is no fathomable way I have committed any crime at all. OK, she's entitled to her defense. I believe in the principle of innocence until being proven guilty. But the evidence is not in dispute as to her political motivations, is it? 
No, it would be hard to look at all those text messages and and not see flagrant political bias, regardless of what the inspector general said in his conclusions in the prior report, in which he frankly only meant that there wasn't a document that said, because we despise Donald Trump, we are doing X, Y, and Z. You know, he's, he's very literal in his approach, and he doesn't have the same subpoena power and ability to get a grand jury and things like that that John Durham has. So his report's going to be limited from the outset, but I expect it to be rich in factual information. Well, I agree. And again, then we have on the heels of that, because an inspector general really, really can't, you know, he can't form a grand jury. Uh, he's he can't ha- convene a grand jury. You can't ha- issue indictments. Uh, but John Durham can, can he? So where do you see a connection between the two investigations? Obviously, the Durham report will be the blockbuster where I would assume some people probably get indicted. I would expect criminal referrals even to come out of the inspector general's report, but those have come in the past and nobody's done anything about them. I would expect John Durham to start doing something about them. If he doesn't, then we clearly have a double standard in this country that completely destroys the rule of law. Attorney General Barr has said he is a big proponent of the rule of law, which is the very foundation of our justice system, if we're going to have one at all. And it's got to be restored. If it isn't, the republic is history. You know, it does get down to that, Sydney. One of the things in License to Lie, you talked about prosecutorial abuse. And you, you, for example, you knew all about Andrew Weissman, Mueller's pit bull from the beginning. And, you know, here he is now all over television. I guess he's getting a contributorship, what, at the conspiracy channel, MSDNC. And, you know, he's, it's obvious his anti-Trump bias. How, how do people with that big a bias have those powerful positions where it doesn't, to them, it, it's like they forget all humanity, that there are humans, there are lives behind the people that they are charging. It's like I, I, I'm convinced that people want Paul Manafort. Well, apparently, you know, he's found guilty. Tax returns, loan applications. Okay, dumb things to do. But it seems they won't be happy unless the guy dies in jail. They want him dead in jail, life over. They want it to be a death sentence, in other words. Yes, they truly despise certain people and deem themselves the ultimate authority of all issues. It's a it's a very sick position from which to operate. But yet that's exactly where they come from. And it's got to stop. I mean, the reason I wrote License to Lie was to try to wake people up five years ago. And it's only gotten worse because nothing was done about Mr. Weissman's misconduct and Catherine Rommler's misconduct and Matthew Friedrich's misconduct to begin with, not to mention a number of others like all the prosecutors in the Ted Stevens case. That were identified as yeah, it was a little late in his case, wasn't it? He had already lost. They already succeeded in what they wanted. Let me ask you, what did you think of the attorney general, Bill Barr's comments about what they've been doing to this president? I thought that was a very loud message coming from the attorney general of the United States. It was. And I was really glad he spoke up and said what he said. We've got to stop pussyfooting around this and deal with the actual issues, hold the people accountable who are responsible for this travesty of justice against General Flynn and the president and others and make it stop. Now, it cannot continue to go on. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, Sidney Powell, licensed to lie, General Flynn's attorney. How I know people get in touch with you after all these interviews. How can people get a hold of you? Mike Flynn Defense Fund dot org. 
And if y'all could put that on your website, it would be terrific. You've been a huge help in that regard. And so as Mark Levin and others, it's really meant a lot. We've gotten widespread support from across the country. Prayers, it, notes, cards, and Yeah, this is how we treat 33-year veterans, war heroes, guys that served in duty uh, under, you know, under fire. It's really sick to me. But All right, as we continue, we're going to take your calls. Final half hour of the program today, 800-941-SHAWN. If you want to be a part of the program, Stephen California. Stephen, hi, how are you? Glad you called and welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. I've been a longtime listener and a longtime watcher of you and your programs. And Thank you. I'm uh, happy and glad you took my call. I've actually been trying to talk about this since the Mueller case was ended. I called uh, before. Yes, but sir. I had a question about uh, where's the accountability in this administration of the whole government body here? Because there seems to be nobody getting arrested for these lies they're telling in Congress. Not, not a single person is getting arrested and put away for Mueller coming out. Where's Mueller getting arrested? If he was lying on the stand right there about the Russian probe. You know, the biggest problem with Mueller's testimony. I mean, the guy knew nothing. The, the, I mean, the no. big shock to me. How do you how does he not know what Fusion GPS is? How did he not know that he hired Hillary Clinton's former attorney for the Clinton Foundation? How did he not, you know, hold on to the phones of, of Page and Strzok and he actually sends them out to get, you know, acid washed, cleaned, sends them right back to the manufacturer? I mean, knowing that they had a bias, which supposedly is why they got rid of them. I don't I don't know the answer. I see corruption everywhere. Um, I have a view of my government that look government's never been the answer government's always the problem reagan said that how many different ways and times when he was the president of the united states and i used to love reagan quotes on government you know uh you know when he would say uh yeah government is the problem government's the problem so anyway um my hope is, is that we can get to a point where we can get this straightened out. If we don't have the willingness to get it straightened out as a country, we are going to be in big, big trouble. And I mean, I, unrecoverable. My philosophy of life is that if we make up our mind, what we're going to make our lives, then work hard towards that goal. We never lose. Somehow we will win out. Government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. The nine most terrifying words in the English language. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. There's a slight problem with 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 with, with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time. And that was, oh, actually, yes, I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at. Uh, and I simply, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. Do you remember dancing at Tramp? No. That couldn't have happened because the date that is being suggested, I was at home with the children. You know that you were at home with the children. Mm. Was it a memorable night? On that particular day that, that, that um, uh, we now understand is the date, which is the 10th of March, uh, I was at home. Uh, I was with the children. I'd taken Beatrice to uh, a Pizza Express in working for a party at a, I suppose, sort of four or five in the afternoon. Why would you remember that so specifically? Why would you remember a, a Pizza Express birthday and being at home? Because going to Pizza Express in Woking is an unusual thing for me to do. 
a very unusual thing for me to do. I've never been, I've only been through Woking a couple of times um, and I remember it weirdly distinctly. But as soon as somebody reminded me of it, I went, oh yes, I remember that. That was the most, first of all, what is it? It was bullish behavior. It's like no pedophilia. What part of that don't you get? Uh, there were at least six big debunked lies in Prince Andrew's telling in that disaster of an interview that he gave. Uh, I didn't sweat at the time as a result of injuries from a war incident in the Falklands Island. Uh, problem. We got pictures of you. Yes. Yeah, sweating. At the exact same time, I've never been to this particular dunce spot place. Pictures all over the place. Uh, This guy's in trouble. I'll tell you this. This uh, apparently one of the girlfriends, a lady by the name of of Lady Hervey. I don't know who she is. Now, she's been doing interviews discussing her brief fling with Andrew, how it threw her through her into you know the heart of this Epstein and and Lolita Express orgy island nonsense. Says she was introduced to Epstein by the accused madam, this woman, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who she likened to a James Bond character and feels she only escaped Epstein's clutches because she was too old. Anyway, Hervey was twenty three in ninety nine. Says Maxwell set her up for a date with the uh, the royal Prince Andrew in ninety nine. Believes she was filmed by secret cameras when she stayed at one of Epstein's Manhattan properties and feels lucky not to have become one of his alleged victims. So I am thinking this this is not going to go well and is not going well uh, in any way, shape, matter or form for the prince in this case. What do you think of that, Linda? Listen, I honestly, I love the audio. I love when he says there's a problem with that because I have a special medical condition and uh, I don't sweat. Also, I remember a random night many years ago where I had pizza with my kids. I'm like, this guy's so full of it. I just can't. I think it's the most hysterical thing in the world that we're even entertaining that this guy could be potentially innocent in any way, shape or form. I think you should have to sit in front of this woman as she gives her testimony in this interview. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, now the other thing is there's a TV uh, interview with the accuser Virginia Roberts. I don't know how to say her last name. Uh, Guffrey, I think, set to air tonight. That could spark ramifications. Uh, anyway, there's a show on in New York called Panorama, uh, and she's apparently going to talk about her really scary time as Epstein's sex slave. You can believe that, but that's there. See, the problem is, though, Sean, with this whole thing, right? So Prince Andrew, there's so many pictures of him, right? So there's a lot of these accusers out there, and this has been the whole issue with the Me Too movement, because there are people who are really suffering. You know, they've been attacked. They're victims. These horrible things have happened to them. And, you know, they, they either they didn't know at the time how to, you know, make um, a record of it or how to file a report or whatever the case may be. And then there's people like this that were in these horrible, like, clubs or they were victims under Epstein's like sex trafficking. I mean, it's really, it's terrible, but these guys have pictures. There's evidence. It's like, just be quiet. Like you're done. It's done. You're guilty. Just say, if you're not going to say I'm guilty, just be quiet because never saying you say don't they're sweat guilty. No, is bizarre. But, yeah. Saying, you know, sweat, saying I've never been where I've been saying I don't ever take a picture like that. And there's pictures with you everywhere. Yeah, look, I don't I don't know what to think. I just know he was convicted of this. The deal that was struck down with, I guess, prosecutors down in Florida was a disaster. 
I and I'd never heard of anybody yeah being convicted of this and getting a year quote in jail, but you get to go home and go to work every day and you get off on weekends. I never heard of a deal like that. Right. And not to mention the fact that, you know, this is that whole conversation of, you know, the equal party justice system. Right. Just like the Clintons is is nobody, you know, have to be accountable for what they've done. If you look at the Clintons, like they're accountable for. They've never been held accountable. So here's even Ronan Farrow said this weekend. Whatever. As soon as he started investigating Weinstein, Hillary Clinton, that was it for her. And then he actually said something to the that I was shocked at that, you know, this Juanita Broderick case needs to be revisited. You know, I don't know what to do. These these issues become very, very difficult, though. You know, we saw what people can do in the Kavanaugh case. I mean, Julie Swetnick in that particular. It was almost every other weekend. They'd line up in the hall. They they drug these girls with punch and, you know, they take turns right, raping them the every difference. other weekend. No witnesses. No one Hello. remembers the people they say were there weren't there. He's got a, you know, a critical accounting of his entire life for that entire year, right down to the actual calendar that he actually had when he was in high school, when he was in college. I mean, everything he has, he has tangible records. So this woman has nothing. You know, she's more concerned about putting cream in her coffee during the hearing than she is about what's happening. That hearing was disgusting. And the fact that they kept, oh, and what's but happened what I'm now? Saying is, but, we, but why I always, for example, I always stay and I've done this and it's been I've done it successfully. I go back to the Richard Jewell case and we go back to the Nicholas Sandman case and we go back to uh, Ferguson and Baltimore and and Cambridge police and, and in so many other cases or vetting Obama. We we always stand. We stand back and wait. I don't know. I can't say for certain what happened. But I do and I do believe in due process, presumption of innocence, all of that. There's so much smoke here. It's despicable and pretty disgusting. And that interview, frankly, is like exhibit A against him. Agreed. A hundred percent. I mean, his mind, he's caught lying five different ways in that interview. And not only that, Sean, like every case that you just mentioned, the reason why the people that were accused were exonerated was because the evidence either wasn't there or the evidence that was there actually worked in the person being accused favor. So if we look at the Ferguson case and we look at Mike Brown and we look at the officer and we take a look at what actually happened, the eyewitnesses that were afraid to come forward because they didn't want to be, you know, completely excommunicated from from their community. You know, because they were going to say, listen, we saw him. He just strong armed a clerk in a store and, you know, he had his guns. He has hand inside the car. He was sh- I mean, there's all sorts of eyewitness testimony as well as pictures and video and cameras inside the police vehicle. So these things come out. It's completely different. Right. But then it's like, you know, you have Kavanaugh. There's zero evidence. No people that they said were there were like, I was never there. I was not even in that the party. I didn't know everything that fell apart. Everything, everything fell apart. And everybody to me. And where are all the I believers? I watched Gail King. I don't I met Gail once at some event that I had to go to because Fox made me. Um, and I don't remember what it was for. Um, anyway, and I, I thought the interviews that she gave with the two women that accused the lieutenant governor were extraordinarily powerful interviews. Now, do I know the truth of it? Nope. But there's a what I felt were credible allegations. One was rape and the other was violent sexual assault. Both had corroborating witnesses at the time. And it just goes nowhere. There's no I believers there, which shows that, unfortunately, these issues get politicized in so many different ways. And then there becomes then you get into other nuances here, you know, consensual relations that people have. And then one person decides later that, uh, you know what, 
well, that that text, that email, blah, 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 that you sent me. Yeah, I want you to pay me for that. That happens, too. There's a whole, you know, industrial complex that is built out of this. So getting to truth, which should be everybody's motivation here, because we don't want anybody abused. We don't want anybody mistreated. But to get to truth, you have to you have to get the evidence. That's the only way it works. And that's why, you know, that's the beauty in our system of the presumption of innocence and what we all believe in or say we believe in, which is due process. But even look at the hearings we had just last week. Sure. Here's President Trump He's trying to run the country. Nobody's saying you need to like him. Nobody's saying you got to have dinner with him. Nobody's saying you have to go out to parties with him. You're not on each other's Christmas card list. That's fine. But at the end of the day, is your 401k better? Is Hispanic, black and women unemployment, you know, the lowest it's ever been? Do we have people back in the workforce? Do we have people able to get their kids, you know, health insurance with their concierge care options that some Congress people are trying to take away from us? This is a guy who went to Afghanistan on Thanksgiving. He went to Iraq last Christmas. What's your problem? You want to well, impeach him because somebody in some room said they heard him on the telephone? Well, you know, call. Newsweek had to end up firing. Oh, my God. That's their story. editor. Could well, no, they didn't that? fire. They ended up, they fired the reporter. They demoted an editor who claimed Trump was golfing on Thanksgiving. A Mar-a-Lago. Unbelievable. I'm yeah, like, wow, do you fact check anything? He's tweeting and golfing. Well, he's actually in the Middle East visiting American troops. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's yeah. unreal. And that's the problem is that the American people, they see this. And, there's and by the one way, that story, the story yeah. broke about Trump going to Afghanistan at 1.56 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. At the bottom of Newsweek's story. And by, Newsweek is just a dead magazine that, you know, is trying desperately to get online as a leftist magazine. They attack me all the time. And anyway, they say the story was substantially updated at 6.17. Oh, okay. To reflect the president's surprise trip to Afghanistan. Yeah, they said in a statement to the Washington Examiner, the story has been corrected. Asked about the bogus report, Trump said, I thought Newsweek was out of business. <laughs> so did I. Classic. Well, all right, let's get to our phones. Um, let's say hi to Joe in LJ, Georgia. We've known Joe for, wow, what? 24, 5, 6, 7 years now. Joe, how are you, my friend? Sean, I am doing great. And I'll tell you what, you and your great radio show is going to lead Donald John Trump to the biggest landslide in the history of America. You have been his number one supporter. And we down here in LJ, Georgia, love you. We love your television show. We love your radio show. And all I can say to you is keep up the great work for the American taxpayers the great and one and only Sean Hannity. Joe from Ella J, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, we love Jay. Let's go to MJ, Florida. MJ, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, how are you? Semper Fidelis, Sean Hannity. Semper Fi. Always faithful, Maureen. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So I was at the Sunrise Rally last week. Had a blast. Yeah, apparently everybody, you know, it's, a, it's everyone goes to these Trump rallies. They're like tailgating. They're having, you know, they're cooking, they're barbecuing, they're sharing their beer, their wine. It's a big party. I have a, I have a warning. I have a warning to the Democrats. They're done. We're, Broward County, Florida is going to flip red. I, I, I'm telling you right now, most of the people I spoke to, Democrats who are there, all voting, all voting for Trump. That place seats 20,000 people. I spoke to a guy that was working there in the Panthers Arena, BB&T. They had to open up the top two and 3,000 up in the nosebleeds. That place was packed to the gills. You see the crowd outside? Crowd outside. I uh, mean, it, it was, was massive. It was, it, was, it was insane. And I was very upset that you didn't have your man on the street out there. I was looking uh, for him. 
Yeah, by the way, everyone's looking for Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence is a rock star. He's our 2020, uh, you, you, uh, you know, correspondent, special correspondent for the election. Lawrence is a great, Lawrence is a rock star. He's so I good. I love him. He's such a good guy. And uh, he's a great guy. I, I've locked Look, him down. He's locked up. He's, ma- he's married to the Hannity show now through tw- the uh, end of 2020. And he's going to be the breakout star this year. I can tell you that. Uh, all right. Thank you, MJ. Big time, AJ, Houston, Texas. What's going on, baby? KTRH, how are you? Ho, ho, ho. Big time. What, what is this? Santa Claus? Is this Santa Claus big time, AJ? <laughs> that's, big, that's big time Santa Claus, baby. Big time Santa Claus. Hey, I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and here we go. Oh, ho, ho, Merry Christmas is coming to everybody. Well, you're certainly hey. better than the Levin version of how, how, how. All right. What do you want? What do you want for Christmas, kid? <laughs> Hurry up. Hey, I, I agree with Linda. That Joe Biden deal. I heard that clip, man. And I'm just saying, parents, keep your kids away because that is not good. And wait, right quick. I want everybody to understand. All this happened under the Obama administration, and the fake news will not tell nobody that. Only you, Rush, Joe Pags, and everybody else, but the fake news won't tell everybody this started under the Obama administration. But, hey, when the report come out, I hope they don't cheese us, baby, because we've been waiting, Sean. There's no other conclusion except, look, I do do think the, remember, the inspector general doesn't have the power to convene a grand jury or charge people. It can only re- make recommendations. Um, so we'll see. Let's see what Durham does, because he actually can convene a grand jury. He can charge people. Uh, this is going to be a process, and I'm going to tell you. And then we're going to get to the bottom of this Ukrainian impeachment coup nonsense. Another hoax, another conspiracy theory, more lies. In this case, led by the compromised, corrupt, coward, congenital liar, Adam Schiff, and now Jerry Nandler. That's going to wrap things up for today. Full, comprehensive news information you're not going to get from the mob. Lindsey Graham, Ari Fleischer, Greg and Matt Gates, Jordan Seculo, and Charlie Hurt. Hannity, the news the mob won't give you. 9 Eastern, Fox News Channel. We'll see you tonight, and we'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.